Okay, that's recording. That is going. Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Claw. I am your host, Shana Dunchuk. My guest this episode is Canadian fringe royalty, Al France, and we're going to try and make the world better one word at a time. Our word this week is Claw. This podcast goes for 25 minutes, but first, it's time for the three-point check and some home truths. Al, how is your head, your heart, and your tummy? Did you want a, like, a rating out of 10? You can, some people rank it, some people just describe it. You can do both. It's really up to you. However, is the best way to describe how your head, heart, and tummy are feeling? That's what people want to hear. Okay, I think my, my head is a maelstrom of horrors mm. at the moment. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, surprisingly grumpy, considering that I've had quite a good day. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm fairly concerned with upcoming projects, uh, yep. personally, right now, at the moment. And they are taking a lot of my brain. Uh, so, you know, I'm losing my mind a little. So, out of ten? Out of ten, I would score my head at a five. Okay. Which is not as bad it's as it could not be. Not as bad as it could be. Yeah, yeah, and how yeah. about your heart? My heart is at a nine. Ooh, that's a I'm, good score. I'm in a happy place. I am uh, in, in love with a wonderful human being. Huh? And also, I'm hanging out with my pals. And I'm, I'm one of the pals? Uh, you're one of the pals? Yes. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, back on the circuit, which is where a lot of people uh, seem to like me, which is rare and beautiful. So <laughs> that's good for the heart. That's pretty good. And finally, you tum tum. How's it's your about a tum-tum? three? It's about a three. Oh, a three. That's say. bad. That's a bad yeah. score. That's in a bad state. Uh, yeah. None of the food I've had today has agreed with me in any way. Yeah, we have been on the road for two days now, yeah. and we've eaten nothing but diner food mostly. Yeah, it's been real bad. I should probably have uh, less coffee in my system every day. Also, there was too much candy involved in our last outing. There was outing. too much free candy. That was the problem. There was a lot of free candy, and a lot of it found its way into my mouth, and I regret all of it. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's good. That's a pretty good check to see where uh, where you're at in life. Now, part of the podcast is before we sort of jump into it, you get to ask me a truth question, and I will give you uh, as honest answer as I can. It can be a silly question. It can be serious. It's up to you. But what is your question you would like to ask me? I would like to know what is the most disappointing moment of your life? Oh, wow. The most disappointing moment of my life. Yeah. So not necessarily like the, the well, like not uh, not something that you did. Well, maybe something that you did that disappointed others. Yeah. Or a moment where someone truly let you down. Yeah. I don't know. What is the most disappointing moment of your life? I mean, I can think of many times where I've been nominated for like awards and not won them, but I'm kind of just used to that now. So the, yeah. But I, also, you're getting nominated for awards. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it's actually, it's, I, the first thing that sprung to mind is many, many years ago when I was a kid and I really wanted this book. It was like the Simpsons, like Bible or it was like a, the, was it like the one with Bart on the cover and it's like a, like a, his little, like, no, it wasn't, uh, that's, that's Bart's guy's life. It was like the, the, the complete history of the Simpsons and basically okay. it was like an episode by episode rundown. Of like the first couple of seasons. Jesus okay, the first couple. Of seasons. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they stopped making them at some point because there were so many seasons. But basically, there's this book I really wanted. I hassled my mum to lend me the money to buy it, um, and this was like right before Christmas, right? So I, uh, I, I got, I kind of hassled her and she gave in and, and bought me the book. And then, like, literally, like three days later, we went to like Christmas at a friend's house and they bought me the book, and it wasn't the disappoint like I wasn't disappointed to get something I already got it was the disappointment that I'd like 
I'd wrecked what would have been a cool moment. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, spo- yeah, yeah. I spoiled it. By buying it for yourself? By buying it for myself. Because I, I would have been like, oh, it was the book that I wanted. Instead, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't have this book. And <laughs> it was the disappointment in, in spoiling what would have been a nice surprise. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what the word for that feeling is, but I bet the Germans have a <laughs> yeah, word for it, you know? Yeah, they probably have one. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably. yeah, that was the first thing that sprung to mind. That, I, I think about that all the time, and I feel like I learned a valuable lesson about that, about I'm patience. I'm schooled up. Yeah. And I, you know, I spoiled what would have been a nice moment. And uh, yeah, so I, I think about that all the time. I try not to uh, jump too hastily into things. That's, well, I mean, not to, it does to be a bit more patient. It doesn't sound like you jumped hastily. Like you, wait, did you save up money or you, you just bothered your mother? Until I, like, she I bought really you can't thing? remember the circumstances. All mm-hmm. I know is that I got a thing that I, you know, if I, if I'd waited like three days, I would have got it as a nice gift. And yeah, that's yeah, that's that's pretty close. Yeah. Well, when you got it, yeah. did you immediately like was your reaction, "Oh, I have this already, but thank you?" I, I honestly can't remember. Mm. Um that's happened to me in the more recent years where you get something that you've already got. Yeah. And I kind of just play it off usually like, "Oh, this is great." And then I I'll, I'll just give it to somebody else usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh last Christmas someone tried to give me their heart, but I already had one. Oh, uh, so what'd you do? Uh, burned it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the word that you've picked for Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry, this episode is the word claw, C-L-A-W, claw. Yeah. Why did you pick that word? Uh, there, there are two claw things that I truly appreciate in life and okay. one that I'm horrified of. Okay. So I figured it's a three-faceted word we can go with this. All right, well, let's, okay, let's start with the two that you are fascinated by. Okay, I adore claw machines. Sure. Uh, the, the, for, if anyone doesn't know what I mean by a claw machine, it's a, it's a machine where you, th- you throw money into it and then you get to try to grab a thing with a claw and you get a prize. And I am good at them. Yeah, um, you sure I, are. I, I saw that tonight. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, I tonight I almost grabbed three toys at once, which it was is very incredible. impressive. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I cannot resist them. Um, uh, if I find myself at a place that has a claw machine, I will like I'll I'll try to pretend like I'm not as interested as I am. But I end up like you know, if it's at a restaurant and I'm with a couple friends and I see a claw machine, I suddenly need to go to the bathroom more often. Okay. Uh, just because I need to go and like scout out the claw Scope machine. Scope it out, see which yeah, one's yeah. going yeah. to give try, the best try, booty. Yeah, try to figure out whether or not I could actually grab something. And there's a whole strategy. There's a strategy. There's a whole strategy. There's a lot of strategy. <laughs> we are in Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. There's a lot of strategy to it. And like, depending on which claw type, like uh, I'm starting to recognize the machines now. Sure. So I know if it's going to be a claw that you can slowly adjust as it goes down or tonight was a surprise in the 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 rick and morty claw machine that i almost got three toys out of it was Um, amazing yeah but the claw spun more than i knew that it would and i was afraid that i had screwed it up and in the end it totally worked i had a friend in high school that was amazing like he would get something every time yeah he just knew how to do it i'd say i have about a 70 percent success rate that's pretty good which is pretty good i have about a zero percent success rate on those yeah so i end up having a bunch of like like stuffed toys that I just you know put into like kids toy bins at Christmas sure. and whatever except for one uh, Cecil Cecil is a pink elephant that I've gotten really attached to oh, it's living in the car it yeah. lives in the car and when I'm driving around alone it sits in the passenger seat uh, and instead of yelling at other drivers, I just tell Cecil about the things that make me sad. That's probably a good idea. I think so. Yeah. I think any, everybody needs a little confession friend. A little confession elephant. Yeah, Cecil has all my secrets, though, so he oh. can never be free. Yeah, oh, he told me some. <laughs> what? Yeah, he told me some when you were out in the bathroom. 
going to tear his head off. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You've ruined my friendship. He'll be replaced by Mr. Poopy Butt. <laughs> okay, so, so that's the first kind of claw. Yeah. What's the next? The next... Uh, do you want another happy claw? Yeah. Okay. I'm saving the scary claw for last. Yeah, okay. The other happy claw is uh, quite literally called The Claw. So growing up, one of my favorite movies... Jim Carrey's Liar Liar. Oh, yes. And a crucial part of that film is the claw. Mm-hmm. Right? Jim Carrey does the claw character where he pretends he, his hand is possessed and he's trying to attend, like grab his child. And then when replacement dad tries to do it, it's super weird. It's and, so funny. And awkward and sad. And I'm like, yeah, take that, fake dad. It's um, it's a Carrie, Carrie Ellis, yeah. Ellis from yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is about that character, the it, replacement dad, he's trying so hard. Oh, yeah. I think he's a good dad, but he's not dad. Yeah, but he's not Jim Carrey dad, yeah, which he, is what we want. He's replacement dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen that movie... Hundreds of times. Amazing. And when I was a kid, I would rent it and just play it on loop and not want to return it. I just loved that movie too much. I thought Jim Carrey was the funniest human being alive. Now, now he's now he's a bit of a of a crazy. Well, now maybe not a crazy, but like he's he's got a different level going. He's gotten to a point now. He's like, I'm going to be a little bit eccentric, and y'all can't do nothing about it. Yeah, I do love that he's super pro uh, psilocybin treatments, which is like a, a magic mushrooms for, sure. ther- for therapeutic reasons. Yeah, uh, he's a big fan of that, big advocate for that, which is really cool. Did your um did your dad yeah. have anything like the claw that he would do to you when you were a kid that you fondly remember? No, my dad didn't have any particular characters, but he's a very funny guy. Yeah. Like he just cracks a lot of dumb jokes, like you know, like the, the typical dad jokes. Yeah. Uh, as well, but he was it was not much of a character person, which might be why I'm bad at characters. Mm. I Maybe mean, I just couldn't pick that up from him. I'm good at dad jokes, but I'm bad at characters. You know, like I think all your comedy is like dad jokes. Not not all Yeah, it's pretty not, much pretty much all of it. I wouldn't say. Like ninety nine percent. I'd I'd say less than <laughs> <laughs> I'd say significantly less than that, but I do I do squeeze in a bunch of da- a bunch of dad jokes. I think I feel like I got you into a good one today, but I can't off the top of my head, can't remember what it was. Yeah, but, I'll edit it in in post. But I recall the look of disappointment in your eyes as I'm as I made you uh, say it. I I oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I just remembered what. Yeah, it you, yeah. are you ready? Yeah, you, go you for recall? it. Recall, recall. Yeah. Um, what what's what is a what does a pig use to get around when it breaks its legs? <sighs> a squeal chair. A squeal chair. <laughs> Stupid. See, I'm basically a comic genius. You're basically a comic genius. I, I think that all, like, there was some sort of transference that occurred from me watching Liar Liar too much. Yeah. And I got all of Jim Carrey's comedic powers. Okay. I think it happened. Unfortunately, I can't do all the physical comedy he does. Yeah. Or I don't, I have a small fraction of his talent. Yeah. But. Still there. Squeal chair. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Do you think there's, do you think there's, uh, before we get to claw number three. Yeah, I'm um, just thinking of that thing about things because, like, I definitely think I feel like I inherited some of my sense of humor from my dad, yeah. who inherited it from his mother, who yeah. inherited it from all of us generationally watching the Three Stooges. Yeah, it was like a common thing that that bound us our love for like slapstick and physical comedy. Yeah, um, do you think there's something that whether it's to do with performing or not that your dad's kind of handed down to you? Uh, I think I, I got my dad's basic need for comedy. Like, he watches a lot of stand-up yeah. uh, and stuff. I, I think he just, he needs that around. I think uh, my mom is a big Abbott and Costello and Munsters oh, fan. Oh, Munsters. Yeah. Poor man's Adam's family, but uh, good 
uh, I think Adam, Adam Sandler Family was... is the poor man's monsters. Well, I mean, Adam Sandler was definitely first, though. Was it? Pretty sure. I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure Monsters is the I Dream of Genie. Monsters is like 50s, though. Well, we'll research this. <laughs> Uh, but either way, way, both are great. So both think, are great for different I, reasons. I think both of those things fed it to me. But like my dad's parents, yeah, uh, not a particularly funny bunch at okay. all. Um, so I I could never like I've always known that like that grandfather of mine to be like on the totally more serious side than anything. Yeah, right. So I have no idea where that came from for my dad, other than perhaps he just needed. He was like desperately like, there's got to be something funny. <laughs> Someone's got to entertain me in this crazy, dark, cruel world. Yeah, but like my uncle used to tell me about how like my dad and him would get into all sorts of trouble and they were big pranksters when they were kids. Yeah. And I don't, I don't see that happening nearly as much uh, nowadays, but I guess yeah. I guess that makes sense. I mean, obviously I'm going to have a different perspective on my dad than his brother does. Yeah, I, I always really enjoy the idea of my, my grandmother, this is on my dad's side, watching the Three Stooges going, this is so much better than when I was in World War Two getting shot by <laughs> Yeah, This is way better. I'm yeah. having a good time. I guess that's an upgrade. You know? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much anything's better than that. Right, was, is, is anyone a prankster in your family? Um, yeah, my dad definitely, and my brother and I definitely inherited the love of, love of pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just scaring each other. Okay. Like, just the classic hiding somewhere, and t- like, for, sometimes for a very long time. Yeah. And, um, my young nephew, Walt, he loves getting scared. He oh. loves it. Like, not being, like, not by, like, a monster, but if you jump out and scare him, he'll get, like, that real shock and just giggle and just want you to do it again. It's oh. real fun. Have you taken him to a haunted house? No, he's still pretty little. I think that might freak him out. How little is he? He's, right he's four, he'll be four in a couple of months. Nah, that's old enough. Yeah. We, well, we took him to a car wash. Um, and <laughs> Which if, is basically... If, if, you've, uh, if, you're, if you're on my Instagram, my personal Instagram is just at Shane Adams. You can watch the video. It's still there. It's just, uh, yeah, the car wash. And Walt, there's a video before we go in where he's like very excited. He's like, what are we doing? Walt, he's like, we're going to do the car wash. <laughs> I can't wait. And then like the next shot is like the things are starting to spin. The car's getting wet. You just see he's like pale and his mouth is dropped. I'm like, are you having fun? Walt? He's like, no. This <laughs> he gets progressively more scared. <laughs> And so now he doesn't like the car wash anymore. Oh, that's too bad. I was going to say that a car wash is basically a house of horrors for dirty cars. Uh, yeah. But I guess it's also that for four-year-olds. Yeah. Well, also my brother in the front seat. I was sitting in the back with Walt. And my brother put the window down on my <laughs> side so that I would get sprayed with soap. And then Walt got really annoyed that, oh. that he did that to me. And then I told him off. It was great. Wow. Yeah. Your, your little nephew is watching out so you don't get bullied by your brother. He's sticking up so I get bullied by my little brother. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get on to claw number three. Yeah. Scary claw. Yeah. So the scary claw is a death claw, which is a, um, an evil creature in the fallout games. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, I, I want to say starting in fallout three, I played, I played too much fallout in my life. Uh, fallout three is a game that took over my life uh, when I acquired it mm-hmm. and I spent, and this was in a prime insomnia period of my life where right. I couldn't sleep. So I played a game in which you crawl around the desert at night and get scared by things. Good. Uh, which totally helped me sleep, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and death claws are like crazy hard to kill. And if they, they, they're just like these giant, like, I imagine them as being about 12 feet tall. 
and they're just sort of a, a gangly thing with obviously a giant giant claw hands right and it just takes like one or two swipes and you're you're killed and I start imagining these everywhere and it, it came I was recently on a road trip to the states where I drove around big desert parts mm-hmm. and like I, I, I had always been super excited to drive around the desert and I still was except that I was also horrified because I kept thinking oh man this is death claw territory like I'm going through parts where oh death yeah. claw is probably back there and I occasionally like would get legitimately afraid of a thing I know to be unreal. Great. Well, I mean, there's not a lot of, uh, like, video games and, like, movies or any media where any kind of road trip across the desert goes without <laughs> something bad happening. That's true. Like, they're yeah. like, oh, we did it. Successful road trip across the desert. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. Finished. <laughs> no consequences. Everything's no conflict. okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. So the three claws. Um, what about Santa Claus? Santa Claus, I, I, I feel fine about, I yeah. guess. Um, I still haven't seen the Krampus movie. I'd love to see an evil version. Have you ever seen Santa Slay? I have not. Do you know about Santa Slay? Please. It's, so it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a somewhat of a horror movie in which um, Santa Claus is played by a professional wrestler Bill Goldberg. What? Do you remember Goldberg? I remember Goldberg, the big yeah. bald guy was undefeated in WCW for years. Yeah, um, yeah. So he did a movie once, and it was Santa Slay, oh in which he's Santa, and Santa comes back. I don't want to say every thousand years he comes back and gets his revenge. Like his punishment has been to be nice for all the other years, but he gets to be real mean once every thousand years. Oh my god! Kill some folks. Anyways, it's a horrific movie that I watched a bunch of times. Okay. Um, if you got I feel like we should have a fifth clause. What about like a clause in a contract? Like the Santa clause? Like the Santa clause. <laughs> I mean, I guess contract clauses are good. I'm fascinated with like athlete contract clauses. Yeah. It's a, I just think it's really, I like the business side of sports. Yeah. So those are clause I'm into. But generally, I, I always, whenever I hear the word clause in any context, I immediately picture a death clause claw. That's like your that go-to? Is, that is the default the number one claw. claw. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That is Once a in a while, you do kill a death claw, and then you have one of those claws, and they're, they're worth good money in that game. <laughs> so, you know. <coughs> I'm, I want to go back to the, the kind of like uh, the father and son yeah. thing. Yes. Um, let's say, theoretically, yeah. uh, you have a kid in the future. Okay. What are, like, what are three traits that you hope that that kid would get from you? And maybe one that you hope they don't get. Oh, he's probably going to be a stubborn idiot uh, if, if that happens. There's just too much stubbornness in my family. And I think of myself as not stubborn. And I like really, really, really don't want people to say that I'm stubborn. Like I get real mad when they argue with me that I am stubborn. Yeah. And thus I prove their point. Uh. Um, so uh, so uh, <laughs> right away, negative thought is probably the first one. Okay. Probably, probably a stubbornness. Stubbornness sometimes can be a good thing in the right context. I guess so. Like sometimes if you're sticking up for something. Yeah, you're sticking yeah. up for something you believe in or just holding your ground. Yeah. Um, I would hope that my general love of animals is something that is inherently passed down. Sure. And that uh, my, my child does not want to harm any living creature You do love all. to pet an animal. I do. Uh, and I'm, I'm very uh, like non-violent in my nature, so I really hope that that is a thing that would be passed down. Uh, I would hope that... Uh, that um, yeah, I guess my, sen- my dumb sense of humor, like the ability to find funny things and things that, that should just be boring. Sure. Um, it's would, a great trait to have. Yeah, I, I think that would be a very good thing, um, especially when you're road tripping across the prairies where there's there's not much. There's just there's just nothing. 
Um, and that's probably the only two good things that I have to pass on. I would add your uh, your passion for music. Oh, would yeah. Be a good one. Yeah, I guess that would be. You good. have a pretty eclectic taste in, in music. I would say it's got more eclectic over the years that I've known you. Yeah, I would think. Uh, I would say actually, my ability to deep dive, like the reason that I go uh, the, that my musical tastes have gotten eclectic, is because I'll discover like, oh, there's this one Portuguese band that I like. Yeah, I wonder what Portugal's bands are like, and yeah. then I'll like find a hundred other Portuguese bands. Or you'll find like one band that you like, and then you'll find out all the side projects of all yeah. those band members yeah exactly so the i guess the ability to follow through uh on things that have no actual worth in the world right i think that's positive and i would hope to pass that on look it sounds silly but i actually really agree with you because i think like especially in the way that the world is going now yeah it seems to be getting darker it seems like with that you know generalizing it quite broadly but it feels a little bit like the bad guys are winning a little bit. Yeah. And within that, we have to find the little sparks of joy, find the, yeah. the, the joy and the simplicity in life. And uh, if we don't pass that down to, to kids, to the next generation, the world's going to be a fucking bummer because also, like, the bad guys are going to be passing their shit down to their kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, we're at the point now in the podcast where we have to kind of figure out how we, using what we've talked about and basing it all around the word claw, how we can make the world... A better place. I think we might have just touched on something a little bit there, which is kind of like passing the right things down to the next generation. Yeah, I think uh, that would be one thing. And also in... Um, Maybe using, in, using in, a claw to pick those things out. Well, I was going to say using a claw to, to truly uh, dig at things until you find the good things in them, right? Like, yeah. I think that's a that's a good way also to approach the things that you don't like is to find the aspects of it that you, that you do. Uh, and even in in terms of bad people, uh, I mean, you can always claw and find some sort of positive thing, and that can be like you're uh, if if you're in like a, a conflict scenario, if you find the thing that you have in common, you can work from there to eventually diffuse that conflict, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's a hugely positive thing that you can do via clawing. Sticking with the claw analogy, sometimes yeah. from those machines or from life, you don't always pick out the thing that you want. No. But having the ability to find the positive in that. Yeah. Spin it or, to your advantage. Or use it to fuel your intense rage if you're going to go the other way <laughs> sure, around. Sure, why not? I mean, if you... It's, um, and, and But then fuel that rage back into a positive thing. Into hopefully. a positive thing. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm going to yeah. rage ice cream. Yeah, yeah, like build up those disappointments. Yeah. And then turn them into a, a good... Just like to be good. <laughs> take the, the book that you just got a second yeah. copy of with the receipt... And exchange it for a book about how to be patient. Yeah, or uh, give it to someone who is less fortunate, who would be uh, as or even more delighted than you to, yeah, to have absolutely. that same... Pass it on. Pay it forward. Book. Yeah. I never saw that movie, but I like the idea behind it. It's a good movie, and there's an image from it that always stays in my head. Like, yeah. there's a, this, this is a huge spoiler for that <laughs> That's fine. It's not that big a spoiler. Spoiler alert for... But is it Kevin the, Spacey? It's that? Kevin Spacey and so, a young Haley Joel. So Kevin it. Spacey is a, is a, a like, full-body burn victim yeah. in there. And there's a scene in which he takes his shirt off. And, is it Helen Hunt? Yes, I think so. Um, and she touches his scarred body. Yeah. And the way I picture that body is like a, like, a, a, I'm, I'm totally, like, this is not actually how scars work. Yeah. Um, but I picture it as like huge peaks and valleys, like a, like a, like some sort of a swirling pit of doom that if you stared at his chest for too long, you'd get sucked into it. Yeah. Like okay. I had a nightmare right after I saw Paid For and it blended some other horrific thing with the actual 
film, and uh, I thought Kevin Spacey was evil forever, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm right. You predicted the future. <laughs> it yeah. turns out. Turns out he is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But he has claws. That's true. <laughs> so very scary. Yes. But also very entertaining. I yeah. Think, you know, there's probably some good side to Freddy Krueger as well. Yeah? If you, if you claw hard enough. He works hard at his job. He made Johnny Depp famous. That Well, yeah, that's true. Johnny he Depp's helped. still a good person, right? I, I think so. Okay. But by the time this is coming... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Tom Hanks, please don't let me down. You're my last shining glimmer of hope. Yeah, Tom Hanks is fine. So we have... We have about a minute left. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything you want to instill to the people, tell them about Claw, about passing things down? Uh, I just think it's really a, a good idea to go full tilt into whatever crazy thing you're into. Yeah. Like, I think the, the world needs more people who will build, the like, the world's largest ball of twine. You know, like, whatever weird idea you have, just pursue it, because the, your, your weirdness it was is what makes this all so interesting. You're just giving more people ideas and that is how we move forward. Yeah, if you're stuck in a Monday 9 to 5 but you're not also like, at least pursuing at least one thing that you really love in your spare time, what are you doing it for? Yeah. Gotta find it. Yeah, absolutely. Find your ball of yarn, find your giant goose, find your claw machine, whatever find, it is. Find your death claw and slay it. Take it down. Yeah. Look into Kevin Spacey's chest, jump into the abyss <laughs> and never look and back. And fix him. <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for uh, rebranding me as Mrs. Claw. My pleasure. Woo!